Whether you're a whiskey aficionado or new to the world of whiskeys, I invite you to pour a dram and join me around the bar. Hi, my name's Vic, and welcome to Distilled. Hello, hello. This episode of Distilled was recorded live on New Year's Eve on Instagram. But don't worry. I know not everyone could catch it. Not everyone could stay up. So I recorded it, and I invite you to pull up a chair, pour a dram, and enjoy. Hello, hello. Welcome to Distilled. Welcome to the New Year's Eve live stream. If you are joining us uh, after the fact on a podcast recording, welcome back to the bar. Welcome back to Distilled. If anyone is joining us live, welcome to the Old Door Basement Bar. Um, I've got a selection of whiskeys here in front of me. Hey, what's up, Scotchy Bourbon Boys? How you guys doing? Y'all had an awesome year. Oh, it's been really fun listening to you. Kudos to you guys. Just closing up the year, doing a little live stream. Uh, we added quite a few bottles to the bar, so just going through... 10 of them that stood out the most to me. I wouldn't necessarily call it a top 10 because not all of them are great. <laughs> um, yeah, ready for 2023. That's awesome, you guys. Um, but I figured I'd run through some of these. Um, some of them were my favorites. Some of them just stood out because they were different. Um, all pretty good. So I guess we'll kick it off over here on my left old forester 1920 prohibition um this one definitely surprised my wife and i uh we found it uh at soho chicken and whiskey in downtown uh cleveland so that was a fun I've always seen it on the shelves, but the price, I was like, eh, for 60 bucks, I don't know if I want to spend it and then realize I don't like it, but uh, it's a really solid bourbon, and I think Old Forester is just going to be a new staple. Hey, Wyatt, how's it going? Um, Old Forester is going to be a new staple in our bar because they make such fantastic, solid bourbons. Um, the 1920 Prohibition style at 115 proof. Um, is really good. It's got some, uh, yeah, exactly, the Banana Foster. That, that's exactly what I was going to say. It reminds me of Banana Foster. Um, it's really well balanced, I think, uh, on the sweetness side. And 115, it packs a punch, but it's fairly smooth. Um, and it's got a fun little story on the back label. So, Old Forester definitely... I can't recommend them enough. Um, they're widely available. Price points, really on par for value, I think. Um, definitely pick up a bottle. Moving on, this was a gift. Uh, this 77 whiskey from Brooklyn. Brooklyn Distilling. Made in Brooklyn, New York. It's an American single malt. And I think 2022 was kind of the year that American single malt single malt really broke into the market um another whiskey i've got here somewhere balcones is another american single malt lighting is terrible in this bar 
but it's the Texas single malt whiskey. Um, both are very good. Uh, single malts typically I find to be more a little drier um, versus sweet. So going back to my wine tasting training, uh, dry versus sweet, uh, dry not being sweet. Uh, and both of these, I'll talk about both of them, actually. Um, I'm not completely sure how old the Balcones is. It's surprisingly young for how dark it is. And the, the reason I think it's so dark is because it's that Texas heat, so the whiskey really gets soaked into the barrel uh, and then takes on some beautiful colors. Uh, the 77 is aged at least seven years, and both of these have some fantastic dried fruit and figgy kind of flavors come through. Um, Balcones especially has some really awesome ripe stone fruit. Um, the 77 whiskey is a bourbon cask finished, uh, and it's at 65%, so... That's what, 130 proof? Uh, it's pretty hot. Um, almost too hot, to be honest. But if you add a little water, uh, bring that proof down, uh, those, those stone fruit flavors really shine through, and it's really beautiful. The two of these almost taste identical. So having worked in a malt house, uh, I suspect they use the same malt. Uh, the same barley, I should say. Uh, so the same barley and the same type of malt. And barley is interesting because we have, in the beer world, there's tons of different varietals of hops. Uh, in the whiskey world, we have lots of different, at least bourbon world, I should say. We have different varietals of corn, um... But a lot of our barley here in the U.S. kind of went by the wayside. Um, a lot of it just became generic feed for animals. Um, and what was produced for alcohol, again, just kind of a generic meh kind of barley um, to be used for Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch, Coors Light, that kind of stuff, light beers. Um, so there, a lot of the more artisan malts, heirloom or heirloom uh, barley's, I should say, are kind of just now being rediscovered, um, at least within the last ten years or so. Um, and I think the the home brewing scene has definitely helped out with that. Uh, legalizing home brewing for your own beer has. Uh, I think definitely helped bring some of these old heirloom barleys back into the market um, as brewers are trying to find new and exciting flavors to play with. So if you can find 77 whiskey, it's pretty good. Uh, definitely different, but also Balcones Texas Single Malt is just a solid whiskey. Really good stuff. Um, Yellow Spot, I think everyone should be somewhat familiar <laughs> with Yellow Spot, Green Spot, Blue Spot, um, Single Pot Still, Irish Whiskey. The yellow is aged 12 years, 
Um, and it's this one goes through a three cask maturation, so it gets finished in bourbon barrels, sherry sherry barrels, and Malaga barrels um, to get some really interesting and delicious flavors. Um, you'll get some uh, what does it say moan. <laughs> Moan hay and cracked black peppers, red bell peppers, nutmeg, clove oil and green tea, uh, sweet honey and peaches from the Malaga casks, uh, all that on the nose. Uh, really, I find it to be like a nice sweet whiskey. Um, There's honey sweetness, pot still spices, creme brulee, and a little bit of a, kind of a fruity dried fruit flavors from that sherry cask. Um, this bottle was really special uh, in our bar because in June of this year, I had to leave the distillery uh, that I was working at, which was really sad. It was uh, really bittersweet, I should say. Um, it was a lot of fun, but the hours and the pay just weren't stable for what my family needed. And so I had to leave them. And that was a really tough and challenging time period. Um, our finances were just a mess because cost of living, inflation was just ridiculous. Um, but I got a new job in the tech industry as a software engineer. And so this was, we, we, we bought this bottle to celebrate uh, because it is special. So this is a really special bottle um, in our home bar. If you come over, we don't really hide anything. So like if someone were to come over and they saw it and they wanted to pour, I would absolutely pour them uh, from the yellow spot because it's a great whiskey. It's maybe not as widely available. Um, so I would definitely share this stuff. It's really good, solid whiskey. I love it. I was first introduced, introduced to yellow spot um, when I did a Bar Smarts Advanced bartending course, and that really got me into whiskeys and spirits and cocktails. Um, if you listen to the podcast, I've talked about this, but this Bar Smarts class went into the history of different spirits, the history of different cocktails, and by the end of the class, you had to have memorized 100 craft cocktails um, recipes, which was a lot of fun. And for the graduation, to, to graduate this class, there is a um, hundred question written exam. And the last, I think, the last section of it, you had to do a blind tasting of six spirits out of a possible nine. So you had to identify um, a vodka, a gin, a tequila, a rum, white rum, or aged rum, um, an Irish whiskey, a Scotch whiskey, a bourbon, and an Armagnac or a Cognac. So there were possibly 10 spirits, actually, I think. Um, and we were given six, and you had to identify those blind. So that was fun. Uh, after that, there was a practical portion of the exam 
where you were set up behind a bar, you had customers, and you had to make three different drinks. Um, but in between the lessons, the lectures, and the exam, uh, Pernod Ricard brought in some of their distributors, and Yellow Spot was one of the featured whiskeys. I think it had just been released, um, and they had a 21-year-old... They had a 21-year-old whiskey that had just been released, so that was fantastic. So, special bottle. Um, going back onto the weird and different is Catcher's Rye, um, straight rye whiskey out of Detroit, Michigan. This is a 100% rye mash bill, and oh boy, does it show. Um, you get some really interesting dark cherry. Um, it's not as heavy on the anise as I would have expected. I'm having some right now. Yeah, not as heavy on the anise as you would expect. You definitely get the rice spice, though, uh, which is just fantastic. And... There's still a lot of graininess to it, a little bit of a nuttiness. Um, so there is no age statement. It is a straight rye whiskey. Actually, that's not true. There is an age statement somewhere on the bottle. I can't find it, but I think it's only about two years, maybe three years old. I don't remember. Um, but it is a young whiskey. Um, Definitely craft, craft distillery, but it is from Two James, Two James Spirits, that's two, number two, James Spirits, um, based in Corktown, Detroit, Michigan. So they do some fun stuff. Uh, they've got some really interesting expressions for their whiskeys. Um, I would love to try more, but this one was recommended to me by a chef I used to work for. He was at a trade show, and uh, they had a, someone out there, a brand rep, pouring. And he tried it and said, dude, you've got to get a bottle of this. So, this is really good. Um, it's almost gone, so we've enjoyed it, or at least I have. Uh, it makes fantastic Manhattans, I will say that. It plays really well with uh, the uh, sweet vermouth. Um, really good in them. Manhattan. Um, what else have we got? Let's go right here. So, moving out of American whiskeys, back across the Atlantic, the Glen Levitt uh, Founders Reserve Single Malt Scotch Whiskey. This is from their American Oak Selection. Um, so it is a Scotch whiskey. And... If you're a bourbon drinker who's hesitant about scotch, I would definitely recommend the Glenlivet. Um, it's single malt, it's smooth, it's easy, it's not super peaty. This one is aged in uh, old bourbon barrels, so you get some of the vanilla flavors that bourbon barrels typically pick up. And it tastes kind of like a custard, um, a nice sweet custard. It's really good. There's just the slightest hint of peat, 
and that's only because um, peat is still used to fire the furnaces in Scotland that roast the malt. Um, for a single malt Scotch whiskey, the malt has to, or the barley has to be grown, harvested, malted, and distilled and aged by the distillery. Um, so for a single malt whiskey, the distillery has to also, also malt the whiskey that they use. Um, and they still use peat over there um, for the roasting. It adds a, a bit of flavor, obviously. Uh, but this one is really smooth, really creamy mouthfeel, which is I find so interesting uh, with a whiskey. Um, to have a creamy mouthfeel because if you go through the distillation process, all it is, it's just water, ethanol, and different cogeners uh, blending together. There isn't really anything in the whiskey to kind of give it that mouthfeel except what it pulls from the wood, um, from the oak. So the Glenlivet's really cool. It's got an, again, really awesome creamy mouthfeel, easy, it's sweet, uh, sweeter than most scotches, I think. Um, I recently used it in a, uh, a blood and sand cocktail, and it was really good, uh, really good whiskey. Drink it straight, on the rocks, a little water, you know, whatever you want to do with it, good stuff. Um, recently, I was asked to do a uh, host a whiskey tasting for a Jewish synagogue, a local synagogue, um, for one of their holidays. And the rabbi asked for recommendations, and after doing some research, scotch isn't really my forte. But after uh, doing some research, I settled on Buchanan's, the Glenlivet, um, Macallan, 12, double oaked, and um, Johnny Walker Green, I think. So it was a blended scotch, a blended malt scotch whiskey, a single malt right here, and a single malt cask finished. Uh, so four whiskeys, and we had a lot of fun. Um, those were really, those are really solid lineup actually. So if you're still unsure about scotch whiskey and want to get into it. I think that is a fantastic flight um, to kind of get a general idea of what these different styles of Scotch whiskey are. Um, really good stuff. Okay, coming into the more... So some of these are a little bit older names. Well, a couple are newer. Obviously, Two James is newer. Balcones is newer. Um, but definitely on the newer side at least in the U.S. Mitchters, Kentucky Straight Bourbon, small batch, U.S. number one. Uh, this one, I think, I think Mitchters, I started seeing it more online uh, a couple of years ago, and but I didn't really see it in the markets here in Ohio until this year. Um, they're the Mitchters U.S. number one whiskey, which has a mash bill with four grains, and not one of them was dominant enough uh, at, or at, not one of them was 51%, so it was just a American whiskey, 
uh, was, was pretty highly rated. The rye whiskey is pretty highly rated. And some of the uh, cask strength and single barrel picks became really highly sought after. So when the rye and the bourbon became available in Ohio, I definitely went out for it. And it took me a little bit to find the bourbon. Um, hey, Verbeck, how's it going, brother? Um, <clears throat> but Mitchter's bourbon is really solid. Um, I find it a little on the maltier side of bourbons. Um, don't know what the mash bill is, really, to be honest. I just think it's got a slightly higher um, portion of malt than most other bourbons. <clears throat> Excuse me, throat's going dry. But uh, <clears throat> it's really good bourbon just for drinking by itself. Uh, fantastic in cocktails. It's really good with um, autumn and fall type of cocktails. Um, plays really well with apple cider and baking spices. Um, it's really fun, fun bourbon to play around with. Um, I definitely enjoyed it this fall. It, it was just kind of perfect. It was definitely on the sweeter side. Had lots of baking spices on its own. Really good bourbon. Um, moving into sourced, and I don't think it's available anymore, to be perfectly honest. Uh, is Belmead Sour Mash Whiskey, straight bourbon, uh, yeah, Sour Mash Whiskey, straight bourbon. This is a pre-prohibition brand originally, but it's been revived by um, Nelson's Greenbrier Distillery. Uh, the whiskeys in this bourbon, I believe, come from... MGP. Um, it was bottled by Nelson's Greenbrier, aged to perfection. They don't really give an age statement on it. Everything that I could find from it, okay, six to eight years. Um, Everything that I found from it online didn't really s say where it came from, um, but the batches are only from like four to six barrels. Um, it is a blend of two different mash bills, and when I picked up this bottle, I was working at Western Reserve Distillers, and I realized <laughs> after tasting it, it tasted suspiciously familiar. Um, so I went and grabbed a sample of our four-year blend, small batch bourbon, and it tasted almost exactly the same. And after grabbing one, a sample from one of the barrels that we use, one of the, um, mash bills that we used, I was pretty certain it was the exact same mash bill. Now... I think it comes from MGP because that mash bill we were told would no longer be available. 
this bottle Nelson of Belmead, I think was also discontinued. That announcement was made this year as well. <clears throat> and I think it's because they couldn't get that match bill either. So we had to change our, our blend for our four-year blend small batch. And I think Nelson's Greenbrier <clears throat> just straight up discontinued this stuff, uh, which made it even more rare. And it was funny because that was announced right after I bought this bottle. So, I don't know if it's still available on the market, but that was just what I remember. A lot changed uh, in my life since I left the distillery, so I haven't really been up on the news in the whiskey industry, but those are my suspicions. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay, so definitely moving into the newer stuff. Um, I've got Penelope bourbon, straight bourbon whiskey, 80 proof, aged at least 24 months, 26 months. It's somewhere on here. It's at least two year old. Okay, yeah. Aged minimum of 26 months. So, Penelope is named after the founder's daughter, which my wife and I think is really sweet. Two years ago, uh, we were introduced to Penelope at the Kentucky uh, Bourbon Festival in Bardstown, and we loved it. We thought it was beautifully blended. Um, this is a four-grain bourbon, corn, rye, wheat, and malted barley, and uh, the wheat definitely comes out. Um, <coughs> excuse me. You get this really awesome, like, almond flavor, kind of marzipan, and almond custard um, flavor coming through. It's really awesome. Really solid bourbon. 80 proof, easy to sip. Um, it is non-chill filtered. Um, so it could get cloudy if it gets cooled. Just be aware of that. Um, at 80 proof, it might also lose some of its characteristics in the cocktail. So again, just be aware of that. Uh, really fantastic. Just sipping it neat by itself. Comes in a classic bottle. Almost looks like a wine bottle, to be perfectly honest. So. Good stuff. Um, has become available a bit more recently in Ohio. I haven't seen it before the last three months, maybe, but <clears throat> now these two bottles are kind of special um, because, again, it was limited release. Ohio managed to get them, again, from a newer brand uh, that up until uh, maybe a couple of years ago, <clears throat> they were using um, sourced bourbon, and so they get their own, could get their own stuff up and running, as far as I know. Um, 
Bullet. I know there's been a little, I wouldn't say controversy about them online, but some of their marketing um, caused a little bit of a stir beginning of the year or so. They tried to play up the 150 years of history in an ad, but they weren't really clear about what that 150 years of history was because the the name is about 150 years old. But the founder says the recipe comes from his grandpa or something. So it's a newer brand for sure. They definitely revived an old <clears throat> brand name. Um, but I've got the 10-year Bullet Whiskey and Cask Strength Limited Release. This is only batch number 7. Um, and this comes in at 60.1%. Uh, so 120.2 proof. The 10-year is at the 45.6%, so 91.2 proof. Both pretty solid, uh, but Bur Bullet is a high rye bourbon. And in the cask strength, oh boy, does that rye just come out front and center. Um, almost a little too much. So I would maybe try to use it, um, try to mix it and see what happens in a cocktail. The 10 year is really awesome. Uh, you get some more vanilla kind of flavors, I think, from the fact that it sat in the barrel longer. Um, and for a 10-year-old bourbon, price point is not bad. I think it was in the $50 to $60 range. Uh, so it's a really solid 10-year-old bourbon. Um, I would definitely recommend it if anyone is able to find it. We, it's funny. For those listening versus joining on the live stream, I've only got maybe, I don't know, a little less than half of the uh, bottle is left. And the day I purchased this, uh, my wife and I went to a, what we call post-Cana. It's a married couple's retreat, uh, evening retreat at our parish. <laughs> bring your own booze, bring your own dessert, appetizers, stuff like that. We had a full bottle, and we shared it with friends, and now we're left with a little bit less than half. So it was a very popular bourbon amongst our friends, um, which is what we like to do. We like to just share our whiskey, share what we have with friends and family, because that's what whiskey's all about. Just making memories with friends and families. We don't hoard it. Um, I hate flippers. I hate people, the secondary market. I hate that. Uh, it does create a scarcity that should not be there. It drives up prices because retail sees what people can do with it on the secondary and they try to match it to get more money. And if they drop the price, then flippers are more likely to come in and scoop it up. So I hate that. Um, I think that should be illegal. And usually it actually is illegal, um, but there's not much you can do. So other than report it on Facebook and Instagram, but they don't do anything. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of my soapbox. Uh, it's been a really awesome year. Um, working in the distillery was a lot of fun. I started last year 
around November. Did a little internship um, in September. Started working full-time November. Uh, we did some awesome stuff. We had a lot of fun. Um, I'll pull up a couple of bottles I'm especially proud of to showcase. One of which is the Sherry Finished Bourbon that we released. It won gold medal at the Chicago Beverage uh, Tasting Institute with 95 points, I think. 95, 98, something like that. Very highly rated. Um, it's 94 proof, so 47%. And I'm really proud of this one because when I started working there, we already had this bourbon sitting in the barrels, sitting in the sherry casks. And we, hey, how's it going, the malt maiden? Oh, just went through kind of a top 10 whiskeys of the year that we pulled up into the bar here, uh, talking about this Western Reserve Distillers uh, sherry finished bourbon and how I'm actually really proud of this one. Um, so together, my manager and I, uh, assistant distillers, we pulled samples for all of them. We chose the first barrel to drop. And then from there, I was kind of given free reign as we needed new barrels uh, to drop to match supply. I was told to go up and pick one. And <clears throat> this particular barrel that won gold I wanted to drop it as the second barrel because I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. But there was a quality to it that it was still missing. And the second barrel I tasted was perfect and exactly what we needed. So we dropped that second barrel. When it came time for the third barrel, I tasted this barrel again. I loved it but it was still missing something. It was definitely better. Hey, how's it going, Amesh? Oh. But it, it was still missing something. It still needed just a little bit of time. So I picked another barrel, and that got dropped. The fourth barrel, I didn't get to pick. Oh. <laughs> I think my manager picked that one. And so this fifth barrel was the one I had originally loved the most and had wanted to release but also knew it needed something more. And by the time we finally got to it, it had that X factor that I can't describe. <laughs> it was just beautifully balanced. The sherry was finally starting to come forward. Um, it wasn't just on the finish. It was throughout the entire experience. And this was the bottle. Well, not this bottle, but this was the barrel that we sent out to the Beverage Tasting Institute that won gold medal. So, I'm just really proud of that. That a, a cask that I chose um, made gold. We could have dropped it at any time. I'm sure it would have been fine. Um, but I don't know if the other casks would have scored as high as this one did. Um, so I was really proud of that. Other bottle I was really proud of. Um, can't really reach it right now, 
but the different uh, organic bourbon barrels that we dropped, organic bourbons that we dropped, um, actually, no, there's a rye whiskey. It was barrel number 91. This rye, so working in the distillery, we had uh, barrel clubs come through and they would do single barrel picks. And this barrel kept getting passed over. And we couldn't figure out why, because we're like, this is a really good barrel. It kept getting passed over because at cask strength, it was the lowest of all the other barrels we had. And all these barrel clubs just cared about proof. And they made some really interesting decisions. Um, there were some that tasted terrible at cask strength. But if we brought it down to bottling strength for our six-year rye, it would have been fantastic. Barrel 91 kept getting passed up. We needed a six-year rye. So we finally dumped it. I said, I know just the barrel. So we dumped it, and it was the best six-year rye that I think we have produced in a while. <laughs> it was a beautiful rye whiskey. It's a 95%. And it was just really beautifully balanced. It was spicy, it was herbal, it was sweet, um, but it also had some kind of dark fruits coming through. Um, really gorgeous, just six year rye. So I was really proud of that. But um, yeah, again, it was bittersweet to have to leave in June, into June-ish, July. Kinda. Um, I started the job hunt for the tech industry in July. Um, maybe August. I don't remember. But, uh, hey, how's it going lately? Oh. About to start wrapping up here, but, yeah, really bittersweet to leave the distillery, but, um, uh, had to put distilled off to the side. And it was right when I was actually able to start doing some really awesome live events um, and start bringing in some income um, apart from the podcast. So it's just really, yeah, to see the fruits of my labors finally like starting to bear fruit, um, hosting whiskey classes, being asked to um, host tastings off-site, really awesome. But I had to put it all aside to take care of my family, um, including the podcast. So that was that was a bummer. But being in the tech industry, being a software engineer now, uh, has really helped my family. Uh, we were so blessed this year. Um, I was telling my wife, it was a year of painful growth, but it was necessary. And now we're in a really good position where we can really start working towards our goals. Um, so I'm really thankful and joyful that I get to give that to my wife now. Um, and occasionally, maybe we'll throw out a podcast episode. We'll see. Um, I haven't completely given up on Distilled yet, but uh, I'm not entirely sure what we're going to do in 2023. My plans for 2022 definitely went out the window. <laughs> but such is life. It's been a good run. At the very least. So, anyway, Slancha, to your good health. Take care. I'll catch you next time.
As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. Uh, you can always check out the Instagram, dis- Instagram.com slash distilled to see uh, any new posts, updates, whatever. And check out the website distilled.me. Uh, the store is still up. Get yourself a sweatshirt. It is winter. Uh, I believe we have a couple of hats up there too. So check those out. And remember to like, subscribe, share with your friends. Stay safe, my friends.